fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hold on here. I'm trying to get everything up and going. It's been a crazy day today, and we are going to have way too much fun on the program like we do every single day. <laughs> I literally just, I had to, I was taken aback. I got to be honest. I was getting ready for the show right as the top of the hour is happening. Things are getting ready just a few minutes before, trying to share all the live streams out everywhere, trying to get things up and moving. And I saw a comment on the social media of someone trying to make the argument that the reason inflation is at near 5%, the highest inflation rate that we've seen in a really, really long time, is not because of government intrusion, but just because it's the natural supply and demand market where the demand's really high and supply's really low, and therefore, that's why. Not because of vaccine mandates, not because of the wage war, not because of unemployment benefits, not because of the shutting down of the uh, cargo ships or the the truck driving industry or anything else. It's not because of any of that. It's because of the supply and demand. That's it. And it's a really good sign for the economy because people are just buying a whole lot of stuff. And uh, someone literally tried to make that argument to me and I just laughed out loud at them. Welcome into the show. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station, all over the uh, all over the country on radio stations, TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. Thanks for hanging out today. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. It is a crazy show today. We have a great guest at the bottom of the hour, Charlie Sabunya. He is a journalist and a investigator, along with hosting a TV show, StyleCulture.tv. You can find it on Roku TV and other platforms as well with online television. He'll be joining us talking about what's going on with the vaccine mandate and how the minority communities are responding to the vaccine mandate, why the minority communities are not wanting to get the COVID-19 vaccine, and how that may be creating some new segregation in society. Is that okay? Are the left wanting that to happen? And how do we move forward with this? So we'll talk with him coming up at the bottom of the hour. Until then, you can find us on the live streaming, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, twitch.tv, Instagram, ourfreedombook.com, TikTok, and... I think that's all the social media, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. Uh, headline of the day today, we got to start off with this one. What's trending today? Yeah, headlines today, where's Joe Biden's approval ratings at? And there are they are they up? Are they down? Oh, 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 that's right. That's right. Okay. They're down in the dumps, actually. The only 43% actually approve of him right now. The second lowest of any president in the last 50 years. The big question is... How low can you go? How low can you go? How low can you go? Yeah, that seems to be the Biden administration right now with their popularity, which is really brings up the question again why we have Kamala Harris that's not in the media trying to bump up her number so when he goes actually and gets exited out the door that she can take over and we can try and at least hold a positive somewhat approval rating of her at least for the beginning until she opens her mouth for the first day in her acceptance speech with Joe Biden. Approval rating the lowest of every recent president except for one at this stage in the game, sitting at 42% approval rating, according to CNN. Yeah, CNN reported that at 42%, 272 days into his first year of president. The only one lower, according to CNN, and this is why they had to run the story. They don't like to run these types of stories unless there's an alternative purpose. He's the lowest except for 
you can guess it, Donald Trump. Now, now, of course, they fail to mention that the Donald Trump administration during this time had already passed about three different pieces of legislation and the media hated him, so made him actually extremely unpopular by calling him a white supremacist and so on and so forth. Joe Biden is the second most unpopular president at this stage in the game, and that's with the media trying to shelter him trying to protect him in the padded room that is called the mainstream media for the Biden administration, trying to put him up there. Barack Obama, 271 days into the administration, was sitting at 52% above half the country. George Bush at this age was at 88%. Now that's probably because of 9-11 and everybody was in support of George Bush going after the bad guys and and going after Al-Qaeda. Remember that? We got to go after Al-Qaeda. Well, that's probably why he had a four, an 88% approval rating at this stage in the game for his first year. Bill Clinton, not much better than Joe Biden right now at 47%. George H.W. Bush was at 40%. Ronald Reagan at 53%. And Jimmy Carter at 54% at this stage in the game, according to the CNN report. And Joe Biden, dying, dying. Now, again, you can say Donald Trump was lower. Or you can realize that the polls actually called inner city people and like, hey, do you like that racist white supremacist Donald Trump? No, I don't like him. Oh, look at that. He's got a poor approval rating. So that's how we start the show today. Uh, we have some interesting news, and I, I don't know which one really to get to first here because I'm a little frustrated on both of it. Let's do this one because we haven't talked about this in a while. Public education. I know there's an ongoing issue about critical race theory. There's been the ongoing discussion about the Department of Education giving out billions of money when it comes to local school districts all over the nation. The question is, how old were you? And this is kind of a rhetorical question because, you know, some of them be like, I was today old. How old were you when you realized that you as a parent, you as a grandparent, you as someone involved in the public education system in your local district all over the nation. How old were you when you realized that you have zero, and I re- repeat, zero control of that public education system on the curriculum, on what the kids are actually being taught, on the mask mandate or vaccine mandate? How old were you when you realized you have zero control over that? There are some school districts in the nation that have listened to parents about vaccine or mask mandates. There are some school districts in the nation, some of the smaller rural communities, where they listen to the parents about the education curriculum. I've told you about Little Voice of Reason and her ridiculous, what was it, the magic boxes and the math, the common core stuff. The, uh, I don't even remember what they were called. The, uh, I call them the magic box because they were stupid. They made no sense. It was a redundant thing of the actual math addition and subtraction problem. But the, the, the little box, the little magical box, and I have to give credit to the school. We had our parent-teacher conferences last week on, what was it, Thursday, when I uh, we, we didn't have a live stream. I had recorded the show. We had a parent-teacher conference that day, and we went to the school because she was not doing well in the math. And the magical boxes, I, I can't remember what they're called. They're going to drive me nuts now. They were what she was failing at, not doing well at. And she had bombed a, a test. Not bombed. I mean, she got a C on it. But to me, that's bomb. If you don't have an 88 or above percent, then you're not doing good. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> and that's the uh, stance we're going to take on our public education system with our little one. So she had a couple C tests on some math tests. So we wanted to meet with the teacher to figure out what the hell's going on, whether it was the curriculum or whether it was her just not paying attention. We're not getting it or whether we need to spend more attention or whatever. So we go to the teacher. And we talk and say, hey, these math problems are a joke. What's going on? And luckily, thank 
God, we had the ability to talk to the teacher who she said, by the way, as a second grade teacher said, oh, I'm actually on the board for the school for the school curriculum for the uh, for the education here at this school. And we're scrapping the magical boxes because no student's getting it. It's kind of redundant from what was actually needing to be taught. And no one is getting it, including many of the parents like yourself. So don't worry about it. We're going to like, you know, limp through it for the next week or so. It's not going to be on any, any major testing. And we're just going to, by the end of the new semester, be able to change the curriculum and not have the magical box education being taught in the math problems. So guess what? Your voice does matter. When the school board chooses to listen, when the school board doesn't choose to listen, that's when you have the ability to stand up and say you're going to be off the school board and I'm going to run or know somebody else that's going to run that's actually going to make a difference. And I know there are school district elections going on all over the country in this off season. I'm telling you, there are elections this year that are happening in about a week and a half all over the country. And you need to pay attention to them because the midterm elections next year are big. These ones are bigger. Is Joe is Donald Trump would say they're huger, they're bigly. You need to pay attention to them because when you realize who's on your school board or your city council or your county commission that's actually dictating what your children have to do, there's a problem. Because do you really want a school district or a government, either at the local level or the state level, that does things like this? I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decisions. Stop the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. <laughs> I don't think parents should be telling the school districts what they should be teaching. That's it. How old again were you when you realized that you don't have a whole lot of power at your local school district as of right now? Many do. Many do. Not all of them. You start to realize that maybe you're the big fish in the small pond where you go on to the bigger stage that you're essentially powerless. You can have power at the local school board and you can make some decisions, but then you see headlines like, oh, oh, I don't know this one, where the Biden administration is working to create lawsuits going after the state of Florida who wants to defund the school districts based on mask mandates. Again, it's not just about the curriculum. It's about the safety and the health of your children. If you choose to put your kid into a mask and have them breathe into that for eight hours a day, that's all good for you. And when they come home with headaches all day long, then you can you know, explain that to your children, how it's really, really important for them for oxygen, oxygen deprivation because you want them to live in a mask that doesn't do a damn thing against a virus that's airborne where the molecules are smaller than the actual mask. You can explain that to your children if that's what you choose to do. Other parents can choose alternatives by either getting their children vaccinated or not getting vaccinated because of the you know 0.02% death rate of children with COVID-19, whatever the number is now, you have that choice. But some school districts in the state of Florida are mandating the masks still, and the Florida Education Department has threatened to pull funding. Now, they, according to the media, Newsmax did the story on this, threatened to pull federal funding from the school districts. They can't do that because it's a state entity. They can't take away the federal money coming in. However, what they can do and what they're actually doing in the state of Florida is they're taking away the uh, essentially taking that same amount away. So whatever that district's getting in from the federal government, they're taking that away and freezing it at the statewide level coming into that district. And it's creating a major lawsuit. Now imagine this, if you will. You have your local school district where you can make your decisions on curriculum, on the books that they're going to read, on the different types of testing that they're going to have. But then when it comes to vaccines and personal choices for masks and vaccines, when you say, no, we don't want that, they say, oh, yes, you do, and you're going to. 
So we threatened to pull the funding to say no. I mean, obviously, hit them where it hurts, which is the money, because school di- try and tell the two teachers union that the school district's losing money. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. They'll lose their minds. But now you can't do that because we're going to sue you at the federal level and we're going to stop you. According to the uh, Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965, this is their argument they're trying to use that says, quote, a state shall not take into consideration payments under this act in determining the amount of state aid with respect to free public education of children. Meaning, no matter how much you're paying at the statewide level, it should not be in any way, shape, or form uh, dependent on how much money is coming in from the federal level. Which, that could be an entire hour discussion on its own right there. Think about that. No matter how much the federal government's giving you in quote-unquote free public education, that should have no determination on how much you give it to them at the statewide level. So you could just be bombarding the school with massive amounts of money, and when you try to say, wait a second, you're getting too much, let's pull back a little bit, you get sued under the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965, Section 8522. That in itself is a ridiculous, absurd conversation. But again, the question remains, the redundant and rhetorical question, how old were you when you realized you essentially had no control over the public education system in your community, wherever you may be across this nation? Unless you fight it at that local level, get on the boards and actually make your own diplomatic and democratic type of legislation within your own school board because if they're controlling it and you try to fight it from the outside they try to tie you up in legalities and finance issues and then you're back to square one sounds like a great free system right the voice of reason with andy hoosier hey it's andy hoosier with the voice of reason fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time the progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be. The spider web of lies, it is called the public education system. And again, this is not, I want to be very clear here because I love the the irrational, it's kind of like when you debate other politic issues like, you know, the economy and they're like you're a racist or you know you just don't care about poor people or you just don't care about the less fortunate that's not true when you talk about education and you talk about the massive buttloads of money going into public education that by the way hasn't raised graduation rates or test scores in any way shape or form in fact we're slipping globally on how the quality of our education but yet we have trillions of dollars going into public education when you mention these things they're like oh you just don't care about teachers and you don't care about like like the less fortunate minority students that are in inner city public schools that are terrible. Yeah, and where does all the money go? The inner city schools that are terrible that, that are primarily like minority students. That's where the majority of money goes in every state. Look it up a state, but wherever you are in whatever state you live in, go to the public education, uh, the Department of Education at your statewide level, do the breakdown, and look and see exactly where the money goes. You can see how much money goes into these districts, district by district, school by school. 90% of all the funding goes to the inner city and larger populous areas where the schooling sucks, and then the rural communities try and just deal with what they have, and they have way better graduation rates. They have way better test scores. And when you try to change things at those inner city areas, oh, they lose their minds because the teachers union are by far one of the most powerful unions in the country, nationally, all over the place. Remember Scott Walker, former governor of Wisconsin? Yeah, that's what he had to deal with, and that's what started three different recalls on him because the teachers union did not like him trying to promote different legislation for school choice. They did not like it. They lost their minds over it, but yet he was able to fend them off. Now, he didn't win re-election in the regular election, but they he fought it off during the recall elections. The spider web of lies. When you threaten to defund like Florida's doing for their education right now, they threaten you. They bully you. It's the mobsters. Now, again, the teachers union that's really fighting this and the school unions overall generally at the federal level, that are threatening to sue the state of Florida for trying to defund the schools down there because of the mask mandates. They're the same ones, by the way, that are apparently doing their job and representing their people. Where are the teachers' unions against the vaccine mandates and saying, wait, it's their choice as a teacher to choose whether to get the vaccine or not? Where are they? I talked about this earlier. I, I was guest on Armed American Radio with the great Mark Walters. I, I jumped on that show just a little bit ago today, and we talked about that. Where are the Small Business Administration? Where is this department supporting small business across the nation with this mandate coming out for any business over 100 employees or more? Because, by the way, small business being categorically any business with 500 employees or less considered a small business, that's roughly 90 to 95% of all business in the nation. Where is the Small Business Administration stopping OSHA from passing these mandates and writing this law? It's not a law, it's a mandate, but they're going to pass it and they're going to fine anyone from $70,000 to $700,000. Where is the Small Business Administration? Where is the auto unions for Ford or for Chevy or for Dodge, or for whatever auto industry there is, whatever company there is, the labor union for auto workers fighting against this. Where are they? Representing the people that are paying them dues to represent them for their freedom and for their rights and for their ability to make choices in the workforce. Where the hell are you? The pilots union, thank God, started some type of litigation for Southwest Airlines with their pilots walking away. 
Where's the union for the shipping truck drivers? Where's the union for the teachers? Where's the union for any other labor force out there that has unions? And you know I'm not a fan of the unions, and it's exactly because of issues like this. Very few of them actually stand up and represent their clients the way they need to. They just fight to disrupt the labor union and disrupt the industry to raise prices on everything because while they've already gotten everything they wanted, they want more. But when things actually get hard, when things actually get difficult, then guess what? They're nowhere to be seen. Well, you just got to abide by it. The federal government can't do anything. The web of lies, the spider web of lies that is the public education and every other industry out there when you realize that we have very little control and we've allowed it to get to that point by giving it up ourselves. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I will say, with how frustrating some of the current events are, it is kind of funny to watch the other side squirm like they usually do. We see, as we talked about the public education, we saw Terry McAuliffe during that debate for the Virginia governorship kind of lose his mind a little bit on parents because apparently you can't tell your kids or the school board what you want your kids to actually learn. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. (laughs) It's so bad that they got to have Joe Biden out there trying to campaign for Terry McAuliffe going into the election. And then you have this, obviously, with Joe Biden going out and campaigning with the lowest approval rating of a president by this time in the office uh, in the last, like, 50 years. So. How low can you go? I mean, come on. How low can you go? How low can you go? How low can you go? Yeah, so there you go. That's the Biden administration just crumbling uh, left and right. So well done on that one. Welcome back into the show. Multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be. Find us on the website at com. little plug as a reminder for you, the newsletter. It is the end of the month already. I know the newsletter is coming out, so make sure to sign up if you have not done so. Become a Hoosier Holic. Go to the website at HoosierReason.com. Again, H O O S E R Reason.com. Sign up for the newsletter when it pops up. Says, "Do you want to become a Hoosier Holic?" You say, "Yes, I do." Type in your email address. It's completely free. We do not spam you. We just send you a once a month newsletter on our blog of the month, on some topical issues, on the latest uh, stuff with the show, some guests we've had on the program lately, uh, a hot topic, some new stuff with the Hoosier Media Network, which some really cool stuff's coming out there as well here very very soon. Some new information on that, so stay tuned. But go to the website HoosierReason.com. And sign up for that newsletter. Speaking of great guests, let's get into our latest and what's trending. What do you say? 
What's trending today? I am really excited to have our next guest on the program as we talk about what in the world is this is doing. I'm telling you, these vaccine mandates are disasters. We've talked about what it's done to the economy. I still laugh at those that are like, oh, the, the inflation's because of supply and demand and the economy's doing really good. I love when they say that because it's comical. It's stupid because us in the workforce know that maybe a little bit it's doing that. But when you tell the ports not to actually undock the cargo when you tell the truck drivers not to ship things I, I if anybody has tiktok which i have a tiktok i don't post much on there but i watch tiktok there's tons of videos tons of them on there of truck driving companies of people at the ports like hey we're ready to unload these things we're ready to transport these things we're sitting here idle we're ready to go but yet they're being told not to do so so the economic devastation for the vaccine mandates are already happening and they're not even in place yet then we have Just the communities. Who is this really affecting? We have a lot of cities. We've had on uh, a candidate for the New York City area, a congressional candidate, uh, Billy Prempa. If you uh, remember having him come on the program a couple of times and talking about how the minority community, the black community within New York is right around like 30 or 40 percent vaccinated. So when all these things take effect, guess who's being segregated to not be allowed to go into stores, to not be allowed to go into restaurants? Are we creating our own discrimination and segregation, again, based on vaccines. Things are crumbling, and I'm excited to have on a guest talking about this. He is a documentary producer, a journalist. You can find him online at styleculture.tv. You can also find his channel on Roku TV, on Amazon Fire TV, on all the great stuff worldwide. It's uh, Charlie Sabunia with us here. Charlie, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Mr. Andy. Thank you. No, it is great to have you on the program, and I appreciate you talking about this. This is I, this is wild. I, I've said this many times on the show. I've never thought that a vaccine would be the final dividing factor for the country. It used to be, I mean, the Revolutionary War, it was uh, the 2% tax on tea that started it, along with the government trying to take away people's cannons and personal cannons. In the Civil War, obviously, it was trading, it was firearms, and it was slavery that caused the Civil War. Now, Charlie, we have a war that's about to be brewing uh, politically and non-politically based on masks and vaccines. This is absurd. Totally, totally. I mean, I mean, that's what it was. It, we were divided before between um, it was race that was dividing us before, then it was religion, and then it was whether, you know, politically, whether you're Republican or whether you're Democrat, you know, you weren't invited to the Thanksgiving table, and now they're dividing us through the vax and unvax. Yeah. So if you go to our channel, styleculture.tv, which is brought to you by any media, we covered a very good. Um, a lot of people protesting because it's their it's their right to protest, peacefully protesting or protesting in New York outside Bill de Blasio's house against the vaccine mandate. And I want to just say on the offset from the beginning, my I am vaccinated myself. I'm not against the vaccine. What I'm against is mandating it. Right. Because, I mean, I'm from England, as you can see, you can hear, whether you're listening to the podcast or whether you're viewing us on your platform on YouTube, you can um, you could obviously you know you could obviously see. But what I'm saying is that I'm against people being mandated. I thought it was the Fourteenth Amendment that no government can dictate to you what you can put into your body. Yeah. So I find it rather absurd that someone can turn around to you and say to you next Wednesday you can you can't come into work unless 
you are vaccinated. So I thought that you should be able to say what you want to put into yourself and what you want to put into your children's body. You would think that would be common sense, wouldn't it? I mean, like you said, I mean, if people want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. There's there's no problem there. But when it's being forced and saying you have to or else, I mean, I, I'm i not thinking of the doctors and nurses in, in the military that's already mandated. I mean, the military already is just like I'm just kind of the guinea pig of whatever you inject in me. I have no right to stop it. I mean, they're, they already know that situation going into it. But when you have a janitor that's been a janitor, when you have a teacher, when you have someone who that's never been a stipulation or requirement to show up to work for the 40 years that they've put in their tenure there and they've been had a good job and they have you know a nice retirement plan and they're doing anything and all of a sudden they say oh by the way now you need to inject something into your body that you may or may not want to do or if you don't you're going to lose your job i've seen cases where people have lost their pension plans they're losing everything that they've worked for for the last 30 40 years all their tenure i mean that's a whole nother level of insanity there i think well, totally. I mean, vaccinations have been around for donkey years, well before you and I were born. My mum and dad are from Uganda, East Africa. So every time for on summer holidays or summer vacation, as they say in, in America, summer vacation, we would go to Uganda and we would have to be vaccinated against, you know, malaria, typhoid, sickness and the whole nine yards. I mean, I worked in India, Mumbai, so I had to be vaccinated to go to India. Wow. I worked in Israel, Tel Aviv. So our families will be global. My sister works in Asia. So we're used to having vaccinations. But I, I just find it rather absurd. And as you were just mentioning, people in these jobs, we've seen the policeman um, who did that video that went viral, which is last time being on the, on the beat and, you know, you know, hanging up the walkie-talkie because he's not going to get vaccinated. So I just think it should be a person's choice. Like I said, I'm vaccinated. I've got the whole card. I'm on the um, app, you know, because we all saw in New York City, because I'm coming from New York City live, you know, yeah. from New City, you, you know, you have to be vaccinated in order to basically function in life. Yes, they said it's your choice, but in order to diet and go <laughs> to the gym and you know, in order to function in society, you have to present for vaccination that's insane from the protests that you've covered being a journalist being a uh, being a producer and you seeing this firsthand living in new york city where a lot of this is going down uh, i mean we see the headlines and the stories coming out of like uh, italy where the government's calling them terrorists domestic terrorists for actually standing up and actually you know getting a little rough with police at times because they're so adamant against these vaccine mandates do you see anything of that level in New York or other areas where you've covered some of these protests? Or right now, is it? do you think that after a while and once the mandates do come out officially that most people are just going to kind of go with the flow and just go with it? Well, it got, it got to the point where people were shouting and screaming um, about their rights. You know, the 14th Amendment, as I just disclosed before. You know, but when push came to the shove, which is understandably... Because we're coming out of a pandemic for us in the U.S., we've been under, you know, a lockdown for um, over two years now. So when push came to shove, you know, people have got to feed their families. People have got to pay their mortgages. They've got to pay their rent. So when push came to shove, people had to therefore give in and be vaccinated. So it got to the point where I personally thought that people were protesting. But in the end, you've, you've got to pay your bills. So... Yeah. You know, I was talking to people and I spoke to this one woman and she was tearful. She was against it, but it, it came down to the point 
where she had to go in and be vaccinated. But where she did draw the line and where she did get upset was when they said, now you have to vaccinate your daughter in order to come back into education. And that's where she felt tearful and she broke down that she didn't want to vaccinate her daughter. She brought her daughter in this world. And who are they to tell her that she has to put this beside her daughter? So that's when she did become a bit emotional. You know, so um, that backs, um, if you go online and you see our work, you can see us interviewing people. It was people from all walks of life. People had this underlining speech that, oh, it's only Republicans who are anti-vax and anti-vax. <laughs> but if you watch our segment on there, you can see it's people from all walks of life, yeah. blue and red, and as you say in America, purple people, all these colors. It was people from all walks of life standing um, unanimously against the, being mandated to be vaccinated. But I do understand because I went to a very interesting meal. Yeah. I went to a, a, a dinner a dinner party last week and it, we were sitting around the table. It was just like one, two, three, four, five, six. So it was six of us around the table and we're all from walks of life. Um, one was Australian, I'm British, there were American, there was French. Yeah, Charlie, we got to take a hard break here. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Totally, totally. Awesome. Charlie Sabunia, he's a documentary producer, journalist. You can find him online, styleculture.tv. I want to hear the rest of this story and where we go from here, plus the discrimination that's going on. Are we seeing a new resegregation of society based on vaccines, not necessarily based on identity politics? Kind of an interesting. We'll do that when we come back. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I tell you, I don't care what anyone else says. This is by far the fastest hour of radio on radio, plus TV, plus live streaming everywhere else as well. Numerous places all over the country. We appreciate you very much. Our podcast number's still killing it. The live streaming number's doing okay when we're not being censored. So there's that. You can find us on the website at HoosierReason.com as well. You can find this guy, StyleCulture.tv, which talking about style, i got to say, Charlie, uh, I, if you are yeah. watching the live stream, we have the picture of you up on our stream with the purple suit. Well done. I like that. i got to give you oh, one of those. <laughs> i got to get me one of those. I love that purple suit. Let's talk about the uh, – by the way, we're talking with Charlie Sabunia. He's documentary producer, journalist at StyleCulture.tv. As you cover a lot of the current events and just cover news all over the place, which kudos for you doing that. Have you noticed, or do you think it's going to happen, the quote-unquote yeah. resegregation of society, I guess kind of based on race or culture, identity politics, which I, I despise identity politics with a passion, but that's what the other side really loves to do ideologically. But uh, with the resegregation now based on vaccines, is there a disproportionate based on uh, minority groups or identity politics that's getting it versus not getting it? And is that going to be the new style of segregation in society today? I think that it's just alarming that we can't agree to disagree. Back in the day, you could be of one party and another person could be in another one. I mean, in England, it's called um, conservative and, and Democrat. Over here, it's called Republican and Democrat, whatever. I probably got it wrong because <laughs> I'm speaking against the clock. But I think that a lot of the people that I hang around with, some are of one party and another one is another party. But I think that we should all get along. We're all adults now, and I think it's really juvenile that people can't speak or be friends or be around people with different with different mindsets. Yeah. I mean, we're not all monolithic, so we can't all be singing from the same hymn book. Yeah, amen to that. You had mentioned going into the break about a, a kind of a dinner, and you, you had a numerous different people from all over the world going to this dinner. I had read stories out of Australia, like you had mentioned, of the government saying that even after the mandates are lifted, even after COVID is quote-unquote over, that those that were unvaccinated were going to be essentially kicked out of uh, society and have to go create their own little town on their own because they won't be accepted into many places. Is that a concern? And have you heard that happening in other places of the world as well? Well, as we both know, the media is very clever. We both work in media. I mean, like, you know, you're a major in political science, so you understand how the media can be feeding you certain things. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're very clever at spinning stuff. So I think that we're, we're, when you're around vaccinated people, yes, you're guarded. You're, that's the whole point of being vaccinated. And those who are unvaxxed, they are going to be, I suppose, at harm's width because they're not vaccinated. But I, again, I think it's down to the individual. If you if you and I are both vaxxed and we're around unvaccinated people, you know, the, 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 the tests have shown that we are going to be at a certain state. So I'm, I'm more concerned on what's happening stateside because that's where we're living. Sure. So I'm more concerned on what's happening over here. 
Yeah. Uh, last question. We just got about a minute or so left here before we start wrapping up. But in New York, we had heard about the disproportionate uh, groups that have or have not gotten the vaccine. And with more businesses mandating it for you to walk in there, like you mentioned, either the restaurant or the gym memberships or that sort of thing. Is that starting to become an issue for some minority individuals in New York and other larger populous areas around the country based on vaccination status? And will that force others to get the vaccine whether they want to or not? People are making their own choices whether they want to get the vaccine or although you're getting pushed into a corner, whether you want to, you know, be able to thrive in society, you have to be vaccinated. But those statistics and those numbers are very clever at dividing people even more. And the numbers have gone up in the African community, the African-American community, you know, 40 percent versus 11 percent before. And respectively, it was 12 percent before that. So people of colour are getting vaccinated. And I think that the media is very clever at pitching us people of colour, African-Americans. They're only happy unless we're pictured holding a gun or holding a mic or taking our clothes off or bouncing a ball or singing and dancing. That's the only narrative they want to push. Yeah. People of colour are getting vaccinated. That's good news. That is good news. It's Charlie Sabunia, a documentary producer, journalist. Go to the website styleculture.tv. We need to get you back on and talk about some of the uh, pop culture and fashion and lifestyle stuff because I think we need to have a little bit more fun conversation. It's great to get you on the program. Yes, Let's do please. it again soon. Yes, please. Thank you. Hey, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll do it again here real soon. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit tomorrow. We've got a heck of a week lined up for you going into the holiday week. It's going to be a lot of fun. But until then... It's time for you to be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.